Hey, and welcome to Hacked Off. In today's episode, I want to talk about um, purple teaming and the white team and gold teaming and rainbow teaming and all of those things. So on this podcast previously, we have talked about red teaming and hopefully everybody is intimately familiar with what red teaming is. But just in case you aren't, I'll give a very brief description of what it is in a second. And then I'm going to build up to you talking about what the other teams are and if they're a real thing or are they just... Uh, an overly excited marketing intern coming up with new team colours. Um, a part of the reason that, that this has come about is um, discussions with some other people who work in uh, the security industry about you know the frustration of marketing buzz terms and the frustration of making sure that everybody understands the terms that we are using. So, for example, if I sit down with a customer and they're talking about a, a piece of consultancy that they weren't doing, you know, a, a penetration test or a red team, something like that. Did those words mean the same thing to them as they do to me? Uh, and if they don't, uh, how do we address that? And this led on to a huge rant about all of the team colours and, and how much actual meaningful value that gives. So a little bit about marketing and a little bit about things that come after red teaming or things that you can do in, in the um, adversarial simulation space that maybe aren't the, the common types of testing. So... Before I dig into it, just in case you haven't listened to our previous podcasts or you're, you're new to security testing in general, the difference between penetration testing and, and red teaming is fairly well established now, although there is a bit of a blurring with people trying to kind of uh, big up or, or, or increase the um, interest that, that their type of testing has. But red teaming is generally going to be something like uh, a security test where we are not scope restricted. So instead of it just being a, a technical hack, something like that, we'll generally be using things like social engineering techniques. Um, so that could be uh, phishing emails. It could be speaking to members of staff. So um, phone calls, coercive phone calls, those kinds of things. And it, and it could be um, physical testing. So it's a breaking into buildings and uh, door lock bypasses, those kinds of things. So red teaming generally involves a, a broader type of assessment. Whereas a penetration test is, is often what I describe as scope restricted, where we're talking about, you know, um, please pen test our website or please pen test our internal corporate network. That doesn't necessarily mean one kind of test is better than another. They're just a, a different approach looking for different things. So red teaming, trying to simulate a, a certain kind of an attacker to perform a more realistic engagement. Now, where do all of these other marketing terms come from you know you you may hear purple teaming you may hear gold teaming you'll hear about the white team you'll hear about gosh possibly a uh, rainbow teaming and those kinds of things uh either as a marketing term or as a term to describe an overall assessment involving all of the other kinds of teams so so what are we talking about well the red team as described a red team engagement is the the team that are performing the adversarial simulation the, the team that are doing the I guess in short, the the breaking department, right? The, the the people who are trying to break in. And on the flip side of that, we have the blue team who are uh, essentially the, the frontline defenders or the, or the network defense. So in short, you could consider that um, the SOC, the security operations center, so the people who are monitoring the network. And you, you may consider it things like um, 
help desk and those kinds of things. People that, that might be taking calls from customers or those people that might be in a good position to uh, detect an attack or to, to spot malicious activity. So uh, the defenders are, are the blue team. Now, this led on to uh, a term purple teaming. Purple teaming, um, although at the moment it, it, it seems from what I'm hearing is, is quite a popular term. There's a lot of people using purple teaming as the, the next logical step for red teaming. Um, it, it isn't new, new. I, I had a quick look online to see uh, essentially when did people start using the term purple teaming and what did people mean back then? You know, has the, the term changed over time? Those kinds of things. But uh, purple teaming has been around for a few years now. I saw some posts back in 2016. So so it's a few years old. It's not, it's not necessarily cutting edge, but there's a lot of companies who aren't doing purple teaming who, who are doing pen testing or penetration testing. So something to be aware of, something to consider. Uh, what is purple teaming and how is it distinct from red teaming? Well, when we use the, the color purple in this context, we're of course talking about a blurring between the red team and blue team. And what we're possibly considering here is if you are performing red team engagements where the red team comes in and they do their door lock bypasses, their non-destructive entries, their social engineer staff, that hack into your um, departments, steal the crown jewels from the organization, and then write a report about how they were able to do that, and that is their entire engagement, they do the breaking, they report on the breaking, then there could be some limitations here. You know, it could be better to get the red team and blue team to sit down together and you have a learning exercise where the red team run the blue team through what they were doing, what they were trying to achieve, and try and help them detect things better. And the blue team can run the red team through what they did detect, how they detected it, how they uh, essentially dealt with the signal-to-noise ratio and how they knew that was a legitimate attack and, uh, and not just uh, some scanning or some kind of uh, red herring in the logs. And they can educate the red team, so the red team can um, upskill and become um, better at their role. So, so purple teaming comes about from that that merging together and that kind of um, joining of red team and blue team. So if you think of pen testing as a, a way to determine the security of a system in, in a very controlled, very systematic, very managed way, red teaming is giving up some of your systematic and some of your management in, in favor of a more realistic attack. Pen testing is good generally for testing the security of a system and red teaming is generally very good at testing the response, so testing the blue team really. You know, purple teaming is a natural progression from that. It's the next steps. So if you hear terms like purple teaming, whilst it might sound like an overly enthusiastic marketing intern, it, it, it does have a genuine purpose and regardless of what you call it, it's a good thing for companies to be considering, bringing together the attackers and the defenders so they can better understand each other's position and what each other can observe so they get better at each other's jobs. Uh, each of their own jobs, rather. Um, so it's a cool thing. Some people get frustrated with, oh, we have red, then we have blue, and then we have purple. It's confusing. What do these, what do these terms mean? But it's legitimate. So what about all of the other colours? Where does white and gold and rainbow and all of these things come from? Do, do they have legitimate purposes or is this just a continuation of everybody wants a team colour? And I guess also just as important, is there an agreed 
standard on, on what these things are? I mean, where did red and blue come from? Why is that agreed that blue are the defenders and red are the attackers? And I guess we can see purple just being a merging of the two, but you know, where, where do all of these terms come from? It's my understanding that that this concept of you know adversarial testing uh, it comes from the the U.S. Air Force. It certainly comes from the military in terms of you have the the defenders, the blue four, and then you have the offensive team, the op four, who are just playing the enemy, as we would put it. So red team and blue team has origins like that. It kind of makes sense. But when we start putting other colors in, um, can you just pick a color and then decide that's what you are? Because oh, okay, so. Uh, the devs, the devs are important when it comes to security, and we're going to call them the orange team. Is there any kind of agreement on these things? Well, maybe not. Maybe the further that you get away from red team and blue team, you start getting a bit more people are just coming up with other colours. But there is one which is generally accepted, and there's one that I do see a lot, which is important, and, it, and it's not just a marketing buzzword. And that's the white team, or sometimes referred to as the white cell in some documentations. Um... Who are there? When you have a adversarial simulation assessment and you have a red team going on, it's beneficial to have some kind of oversight that makes sure the assessment goes well and you, you get the value from that assessment. Somebody who has observability in both teams and can make sure that, you know, the things that are happening are within the rules of engagement, they're efficient, that they're, they're um, delivering the value that the business is trying to get out of this engagement. It's, I guess you could consider that management, but it, but it isn't necessarily management in the traditional sense. It's it's like management of the engagement. Um, that would be the white team. So, yeah, we, we do have a lot of colours going on, and a lot of them do have value. I've heard gold team a few times from a few different companies. Um, I never refer to this as gold teaming, but... There is a gold team, of course. I think there's there's a thing here, maybe if, if people want the best sounding colour. You know, blue and red sounds cool, but who wants gold? Um, gold teaming is essentially crisis management simulation. Now, we have talked about this kind of thing on this podcast before. So, um, breach simulation, what what I frequently refer to as, as wargaming. We, we did a podcast on that. We talked about um, wargaming. We also talked to the former CIO of Equifax about the Equifax breach, in which case we discussed, you know, tabletop scenarios where you work through a, a major attack against an organization, or, or I guess I should say something more generic like crisis management, because it could be an attack or, or it could be something broader than that. But, you know, uh, a major incident that requires, you know, a, a full response from the organization and you are testing that through either a tabletop simulation or, or something similar. There is, of course, like a, a technical simulation equivalent as well. That that would be gold teaming. I've seen that, that used frequently. So, yeah, there's a lot of different teams out there. And I guess the the point of, of this podcast, the thing that I, that I wanted to highlight is in security or in cybersecurity, to use that prefix that we seem so fixated on, there's a lot of marketing terms out there. There's a lot of people using terms like cyber, where when you try and pin them down, and what do you actually mean by that? What's the difference between security, cybersecurity, information security, data security? It gets nuancy, and sometimes some of those words, certainly cybersecurity, can just come across as being like a bit of a marketing buzzword. So, 
if you have that mentality and if you're used to that, if you're used to vendors making things up and you're used to, you know, oh, this is just somebody's renamed something that has existed for a while, you might look at things like purple teaming and think there's no value in it. You might look at those things and just, you know, shrug it off thinking, oh, that's another another buzzword. And there are, underneath those things, assessments of value. There's little pieces that you can get here and there to make your security assessments more valuable to the organization. Yes, it can be taken to an extreme and sometimes you kind of draw yourself into a corner with um with, with trying to come up with a with a team name for everybody. I mentioned the orange team earlier, so looking at things like um people who might be involved in a security test but don't necessarily have a team colour. So people like um developers and those kinds of things. You you know, you could could put them under um I've seen software coders be the yellow team before I've seen the educational team be the orange team before that's like the um training team um yeah maybe those things you know we're just trying to come up with team names at this point um but the the idea that you know marketing buzzwords are, are leading to you missing you know valuable insight from a kind of test is you know is it's important it's important to point out and say hey you know what there is something past red teaming that we should consider and that's purple teaming and there are other kinds of security tests that we should consider and that's things like wargaming or incident response testing. You might call it incident response testing. You might consider it crisis management testing. You might call it gold teaming. But either way, these things are important. And, and don't let the marketing buzzwords um, get in the way. There are a few others. And, and there are, of course, some productized versions where companies have, have picked a colour. Whenever I look at these things, whenever I look at uh, these kind of terms that appear maybe to be marketing buzzwords, one of the things they always check for is, does it end in TM or R, as in, is it a trademark? And if it's a trademark, then maybe it's not an industry accepted term for something, uh, a, a value, it's just a, a product name or something. But you know, there, there are values in these things. Don't let the, the marketing buzzwords um, put you off. It is worth investigating and, and determining, you know, based on the type of assessment, does this um, add value to the organisation? And that's it. But before I go, I just want to add a couple more things which which don't neatly fit into the colours discussion of there's a colour for everything in cybersecurity. Um, and this is things like Tiber and things like um, atomic red teaming and other terms that you might have heard where you're not sure if it's a buzzword or you're not sure if it's um, talking about something specific. Um, so Tiber is in the context of red teaming, threat intelligence-based ethical red teaming. It's an EU thing, really, but again, that that doesn't matter. You know, if you're if you're not based in EU, or if you're not coming under those regulatory requirements, it doesn't mean that you you should just entirely shrug it off. You should look at these things and say, hey, is there any value that we can extract from this? So, threat intelligence best ethical red teaming. It's another consideration that a business should have. How you are putting together your red teams is really really important. It's a thing I've talked about quite in depth recently in the context of pen testing. Actually, if you are expecting a pen testing team to come in and you just say, hey, there's a network port, you know, go on, hack away, tell us what you find. Or if you're looking at, you know, online attacks, it's like, hey, here's a web address, you know, hack away, tell us what you find. You're probably not getting all of the value that you could out of those engagements. I, I'm not just talking about things like black box versus white box to bring in some more colours. That would be a um, uninformed, entirely uh, external attacker with no insider knowledge versus white box where we have a highly informed 
um, assessment generally, working with the organization, having access to documentation, possibly having access to code, those kinds of things. I'm not talking about, about that in this context. I'm talking about when you put together these security tests, you should be considering scenarios. Absolutely for red teaming, it should be scenario based. What is it that you're trying to simulate? You know, when you say something like adversarial simulation, you should be considering something like threat modeling. Or in the context of Tybee, you should be considering something like threat intelligence to be the, the driving force behind why the red team is being engaged in the way that it is. So if you've heard Tiber or it's come up a couple of times and you're not really sure what it is, threat intelligence best ethical red teaming, something worth checking out just to see if there is any um, value for how you can put together security tests uh, for your organization. And one last one that I mentioned, atomic red teaming, which is another thing, uh, again, it, it's very different. In this case, this is... Um, it's it's really uh, a library of of tests for um, defensive um, features. So when you say it like that, when you say, "Oh, it's it's a library of checks," it, it sounds like you're you're pushing back towards vulnerability scanning, and and you have like a, a list of signatures that you're looking for. It it isn't really. It is a red teaming thing. It's not red teaming in the. Um, the sense of getting somebody to break into a building, but but we're in that context there. We're not looking for, um, you know, specific vulnerabilities. We're looking for what's the level of observability that this organization has. Can they detect this kind of attack? So the use case for Atomic Red Team is, is going to be, you know, are there events that happen that your organization can't detect? And it's... Um, going to be closely aligned to things like um, the MITRE ATT&CK framework. So if you're not familiar with that, that's another thing to check out. And ATT&CK framework certainly does sound like another marketing buzzword. But again, it's a thing of value um, to be aware of, certainly in the in the red teaming space, certainly in the um, incident response, you know, um, SOC side of things. Can, can we pick up on these events and turn them into you know, meaningful uh, information for the business? But yeah, so if you hear if you hear atomic red teaming, it's it's a library of tests used for determining if you have the the level of detection that you think you do. So so I guess off the top of my head, it's not like, are we vulnerable to brute forcing? It's can we detect that brute forcing is taking place? It's, it's that kind of thing. But it's um, way, way more involved than just that, that one simple example. So it is a real thing. It's a thing worth um, checking out. But yeah, if you're if you're feeling a little bit bogged down after all of the, the recent events where there's lots of vendors coming up with new marketing buzzwords, some of them do have value. Check out Purple Teaming, check out Tiber if you haven't come across those before. They're, they're not very new, but they're new enough that not every organization is aware of them. Uh, and that's it. My, my huge rant about marketing buzzwords is, is over, so I'll leave you with that. Um, but let me know over social media, in the context of, of security and, and uh, penetration testing, what buzzword gets you the most? Which, which buzzword makes you shudder with, um, you know, uh, frustration at, at the marketing department. Let us know over social media. Um, I'd be really, really interested in, in, in how you uh, feel in regards to, to marketing versus actual um, value in terms of security testing. So let us know and I will see you in the next podcast. Bye.